Hey, Pastor John Aiken here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Faith Center podcast. We hope today's teaching will awaken and equip you to live out your God-given purpose. Enjoy. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much. Oh, praise the Lord. God is, he is so good. He's so awesome. I don't even know where to go after hearing all that. Praise the Lord. <laughs> praise the Lord. Let me pray. Let me pray over tonight. Father, I just thank you so much uh, for helping us to get out tonight, Father, Lord, and uh, just to hear your word, Father, and to be changed. Lord, your word changes us as we hear and we, as we apply it to our lives. So I just want to thank you for that. I pray that uh, we all have ears, even myself have ears, to hear your voice tonight, Father. I uh, thank you for uh, giving me utterance in the Holy Spirit tonight, Father, to speak and say something, Father, that uh, we can take, we can all take with us tonight, Father, and be changed, be lifted up, Father. Lord, I thank you for that. Thank you for again for this time together tonight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you, Father. Well, it's interesting. Uh, Lauren talking about a healing scripture because I was thinking about talking a little bit about healing before we started off tonight, uh, before I started my message. But, uh, you know, there's a, right now there's a lot of sickness around us. You know, it's that time of year and stuff. And, you know, the silly COVID virus is trying to rear its ugly head again and flu and all that that's going around uh, here and you know uh, tonight I just want to elevate our thinking a little bit you know as the body of Christ as believers we don't have to uh, just sit down and take that we don't we don't have to do that you know um, it's uh it's important that we run our mouths concerning the Word of God. And I was going to, I already had in my mind to say a little confession and have you guys repeat it tonight and stuff. So, but, uh, you know, all of us in this room have been sick at one time of our life. All of us have, you know, but that doesn't mean that we do not continue to press into the truth. We just keep pressing in to the truth. We keep speaking the word, declaring the word over our lives, you know, and stuff. And as we do, as we, as we speak the word of God, our, uh, our thinking will begin to change. Our thinking will begin to change. And when our thinking changes, then our believing will begin to change. And when our believing changes, that's when things can start happening for us, really start moving. You know, it's uh, with a heart man believes with a heart man believes and stuff. So, you know, just, I just wanted to say that tonight, you know, I don't want to uh, make anybody feel bad. You know, we, like I said, we've all experienced some, some kind of symptom in our bodies, some kind of sickness and stuff that we've had to overcome, but we are overcomers. We are the body of Christ. And even with all that around us, you know, the, I mean, you leave this building, you go out in your workaday world, and you, you hear all about it. You hear it, you hear it, you hear it. So, 
as a body of Christ, we have to be extremely diligent, extremely diligent to uh, when that is around us to when we get away from it is to begin to say, Lord, I thank you that uh, by your stripes I'm healed, that you took my infirmities, that you bore my sicknesses, so I don't have to have it. I don't have to have it, you know. It's amazing when it comes to uh, sickness, you know. Uh, you know, I mean, I've we all live in flesh. You know, you have a symptom and you just want to sit down, you just want to lay down and say, we just kind of let it happen to us, you know, and you know, you endure it for a few days or whatever, or however long it lasts and stuff. But, you know, it's kind of funny to me that, you know, in the natural, you know, like some some asset of yours, like, you know, your car or your property, if somebody came and tried to take your property, you would be very diligent to resist that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're not going to allow that to happen. You're not going to allow somebody to steal your car, your wallet, you know, or whatever. You know, you're, we, we are diligent in that area when it comes to material things in our life. You know, we get upset about that when somebody tries to take something from us. Well, we need to do that when it comes to spiritual things, things the devil is trying to steal from us. And it's not just healing. I mean, it's peace. It's joy. You know, everything that Lord Jesus has provided for us on that cross we have to be extremely diligent and, and, and go after it. We really have to go after it and stuff. So I, I wanted to say that tonight just to uh, really just uh, put it in, into our minds and begin to think along those lines, you know, and, and that's important because as you think, as you think healing, as you think, you know, uh, about these kind of things, you, we begin to talk about it and speak it more and more, you know, and stuff. So we don't have to, you know, be like the world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. So we don't have to talk like the world and stuff. So because we have an almighty God, we have a healer. His name is Jesus. He took our infirmities. He bore our sicknesses. So we don't have to put up with that. So that being said, I want you guys to repeat after me. The flu doesn't belong to me. Let's say it again. The flu doesn't belong to me. COVID doesn't belong to me. All right, we got it. That's something that you're going to have to, I know, be diligent about. We're going to have to be diligent about it because symptoms come. Symptoms come. They They come to all of us and stuff, you know, and that's, you know, when when a symptom comes on your body, it's it's important to immediately recognize that, recognize what's what's happening. You know, you're being you're under attack, and to immediately go after that on the is it the offensive? Offensive. You're not gonna let the devil steal that from you. You're not gonna let the devil steal your my health from me in the name of Jesus. And, you know, as we walk in health, if we walk in health, we walk in the blessings of God, it glorifies our Father. God is glorified when we're healthy and we're whole. He is glorified. You read all through the New Testament, when Jesus healed somebody, everybody glorified God. So it's a reflection. It's a reflection of, of whose we are. 
It's, it's a reflection of our Father because he loves us and he wants us whole. He wants us whole, spirit, soul, and body. So that being said, let me move on, move on. Uh, tonight I'm going to talk just a little bit and when I get done tonight, I would like uh, us to, as I finish up tonight, us all to come down to the altar, just to maybe spend a few minutes just praying, worshiping. Anybody has a need, if they want to lift it up, we'll all agree together and stuff. I just, uh, I like the altar time. I like us, you know, uh, hearing the word and then coming down, just spending some time in God's presence worshiping him, releasing our faith, praying for people, and just, just worshiping God. All righty. Tonight I'm going to talk about time with God. Time with God. How important that is in our life. How important it is to be spending time with our Heavenly Father. Every day, every day, every day we need time with God, every day. And I know that looks different. You know, people have all different kinds of schedules, you know, they have to keep. Some people have time with God in their cars, you know, and some at home. But the most important thing that I want to get over to us tonight is that we, we need time with God. We need it. You know, uh, Jesus said in... Um, John chapter 15, that uh, he is the vine, and we are the branches. So the branch has to be attached to the vine. If we break off, then that life-giving sap flowing through the vine is not going to Keep us healthy. Keep us healthy. Jesus said, uh, I am the vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. So, time with God, abiding in the vine, they go, they go hand in hand. Uh, let me uh, go back here to Exodus chapter 20, I think it is. Let's see. Exodus chapter 20. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Okay. Exodus chapter 20, verse 1 says, And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. 
I read this today and I was just thinking how God is always reminding us of what he has done. He's reminding the children of Israel what he has done here. And verse 3 says, You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation to those who hate me. Our God is a jealous God. And when I say jealous, I mean jealous in a good sense. In a good sense. You know, like in the natural uh, husband and wife, if a job takes her uh, wife's husband away from her time with him, then she can be jealous of that job, you know, in a good sense. Now, when we get over to where we're, you know, you know, jealousy in a negative sense is wanting what somebody else has, you know, and you're envious. Envy, it's, it's closely related to envy. Uh, jealousy is. But God is jealous of, of us in a good in a good sense. Because as he said, I'm the Lord your God. And uh, I just wanted to, you know, talk about that a little bit. You know, we're not, I don't think anybody here has got a carved image in their house or worshiping and stuff, but we have other images. We have our flat screen and all of our electronic devices. And I just wanted to make this point tonight that God is jealous of us, of that. He wants, he wants, he wants time with us. He wants time with us and stuff. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of distractions in this world. There's a lot of things that we spend time on and stuff. And, you know, that are not really that important or that much needed in our lives. Uh, You know, it's, it's it's the it's the time with God is what we need. It's what we need and stuff. So, you know, I just wanted to bring that point out before I went any further with our time with God because uh, God loves us and we're his. He sent his son to die for our sins. So, you know, even the I mean, if he was jealous of the children of Israel and they weren't even born again, how much more jealous do you think he is of us, his very own children? running through our lives. <laughs> Everybody's running around doing this or that. And he longs. He longs to spend time with you. He really does. He longs for it more than we do, you know, and stuff. You know, I, I heard a minister say one time, he said, you know, when you uh, you have a big meal, you get full in the natural. You get full physically and stuff. And you don't want to eat anymore. But when it comes to spiritual things, the more you eat, the hungrier you get. It's the exact opposite. And so, you know, that being said, it's it's easy to go grow cold in the things of God. It's it's it's, it's really little by little, you know, and stuff. That's why um, we need to spend we need to spend a lot of time with Him. We need to spend a lot of time with Him. All righty. My next scripture I'm going to read is 
Oh, Martha and Mary. Everybody knows this story. We've all been a Martha at one time or another, hadn't we? <laughs> and that is in Luke chapter 10, verse 38, starts it. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right, Luke 10, 38. Now it happened as they went, they entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who, was, who sat, also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone. Therefore tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Praise the Lord. Mary has chosen that one thing that is needed, sitting at the feet of the Lord himself listening to his word. So, you know, I got I wrote down here three aspects of time with God, and uh, my very first one is uh, the importance of feeding on God's word. I like that term a little bit better than reading the word of God. You read the word of God. I like feeding on it just, I don't know, helps me to realize I'm receiving something. I'm receiving something into my spirit. You know, when I'm feeding on it, when I'm just reading it, I don't know when, when I'm reading it, it's like it's more of a mental thing. But when I'm feeding on it, I don't know if it's more of a spiritual, I'm feeding my spirit, man. And uh, so it's feeding on the word of God in our time with God. Feeding on the word of God is huge. It's huge. Uh, of course, we all know the scripture in uh, Matthew. Chapter 4, verse 4. Matthew 4, verse 4. So we, uh, we're going to feed on God's word in our time with God. We're going to feed on his word. Matthew 4, 4 says, And he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Every word. So we don't live by bread. We don't live by food in the natural. We also, there's two parts, there's three parts to us, spirit, soul, and body. And our spirit and our soul are fed by the word of God. So, you know, it's, I'm trying to think of something Pastor John said, you know, we, I know that one time he said, uh, you know, we, we read the word of God to hear the voice of God. But there was another time he said, I see, uh, 
I can't think of it right off the top of my head, but feeding, feeding on the Word of God, feeding our spirit, man, on the Word of God and our time with God uh, is important. If we want to have a healthy life, a healthy spiritual life, we need to feed on God's Word. And these are things that I know that you guys are all very much aware of. But, uh, you know, I don't know if you're like me. I need to be reminded almost daily because the cares of this world will they'll just take you away from the Word. They'll just steal the Word right out of you, you know. <laughs> they will. Let's see. Uh, the next scripture I was going to read was... Uh, John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. Another very familiar scripture to us. Very familiar. Verse 31 says, Then Jesus said to those Jews that believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. I love this portion of Scripture. I love how Jesus was preaching to a larger audience, but then he changed his focus when someone believed in him. He changed, he he went from Sowing the word, sowing, sowing, and it landing on some good hearts, and they believed the word of God. And he narrowed his focus in on those who believed and told them, he said, he gave them, he gave them some more. They believe, so he gives them some more. You know, that's awesome how God works when we, we walk by faith and we hear the word and we begin to act on it. God gives us a little bit more. And then we act on that, and God gives us a little bit more, and a little bit more, and a little bit more. You know, uh, God's Word is progressive revelation. It's progressive. You don't read a scripture and get everything out of that scripture, you know, in that moment. It takes time, walking with God, praying, living for God, life's experiences, all these things, and then staying in the Word, staying in the Word through those situations God reveals more and more of himself to us through his word. You know, as we grow and as we mature in the things of God, you know, Jesus told the disciples before he left, he said, I have a lot more to say to you, but you can't bear it right now. So, you know, and God knows what we can take. He knows what we can take and stuff. So, but that's why we need to spend spend time in his word. And, uh, and the other two points I have here, but, uh, Yes, it's the disciples. It's the disciples that are going to know the truth. It's the ones that stay in God's Word that are going to know the truth. And they're the ones that are going to be made free. And I think uh, a few Tuesday, I taught this one Tuesday about that word know being that Greek word genosko and how it's actually intimacy. It's it's intimate. It's knowing, it's knowing uh, the Scripture through experience. You know, it's knowing peace experiencing the peace of God, experiencing the healing of God, experiencing the joy of the Lord. It's not 
just words. It's not just words, but you're, those words are becoming real to you. You're experiencing those words. They're becoming life to you. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're, they're uh, strengthening you. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can read that scripture all day long, you know, but I'm really not going to know it, experience it until I'm in a situation where um, I'm saying that word and I'm moving in that word and, it, and that word has given me strength. I'm actually feeling that strength as I'm moving in that word and stuff. So that's, uh, that's I mean, that's, uh, I love that scripture. I love that scripture because, you know, you want people to know the truth. You want them to, to experience the truth. You don't want to just be speaking words to people. You know, you want what you say to impact their lives when, when we're ministering to people. You want, you want that word spoken to, to change them, you know, for them to get it and stuff and, and to actually uh, experience what the Lord is saying here, what the Lord has done for us, what he has, he has given to us through his word and by his Holy Spirit and stuff. So, okay, point number one in our time with God is the importance of God's word, feeding on the word of God, feeding on the word of God. Point number two, I got prayer down here. And then I wrote communing and fellowshipping with the Father. You know, and all, and these they all go together. Uh, prayer, the Word. I like to read my Bible. I mean, pray and with my Bible open and reading the Word and praying at the same time and knowing and, and looking at Scripture and stuff. But, uh, you know, we need a... Uh, we need that... Uh, that communion with God. Now I, I looked at that word communion, and I found here where it says to talk together with. And it said profound intimacy, interchanging of thoughts and feelings, and stuff. So it's like it's like the word of God, and then that intimacy with God and communing with Him. You know, it's not just. Oh, speaking the scripture over here and then not having an intimate time with God. They go together. They go together. You know, Jesus spent all night in prayer. You know, he had intimacy with his father, intimate fellowship with his father. And then he went out the next morning and ministered. And, you know, all ministry, all ministry flows out of our relationship with the Lord. Everything that we're going to do for God comes out of intimacy with God, our relationship and fellowship with the Lord. If there's none of this, we're going to be like a, vine, a branch that's breaking off of the vine. It's not getting all the spiritual nourishment that we need and the, and just the, the communion and, uh, you know, and the Holy Spirit leading us and all that, all that works together when you're communing with God and you're, and you're talking to the Lord and the Spirit of God is speaking some things to you just that back and forth communication and stuff. You know, you're learning more about God. You're learning more about specifics of what he wants to do, you know, in you and through you and stuff, you know. And, you know, just uh, you think about that. Like, uh, you know, Jesus, when he went to the pool of Bethesda, I mean, there's I think there was five porches of sick people. Well, he healed the one guy and then he moved on. You know, just those kind of things. It's like, why didn't he heal Everybody, but he was the spirit of God was moving. And then the other places in the scripture, he healed everybody, 
you know, and stuff. So, but he was the perfect example of somebody moving in the spirit, the Holy Ghost guiding him. And in, 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 as he walked, as he walked this earth, the Holy Spirit was, I mean, was in him and on him. And we had the spirit of God in us and on us. And praise God, if we stick around long enough, we'll begin to walk in more and more of that. So let's see, I got a, I got a couple of scriptures on that. I got First uh, John chapter one verse three on that on uh, communing with the Lord and fellowshipping with God. Let's see, First John. Let's see. I think I'm just going to go ahead and take off at verse 1. <laughs> Get to all flow together. That which, first, this is First John chapter 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. The life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifest to us. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you, that you also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Fellowshipping with the Lord in times of prayer. You know, and prayer, you know, we're all, you know, we all have our different, like I said, times of prayer. And, you know, uh, one thing I want to say about prayer tonight is I don't know how many of you guys pray in the Spirit, but praying in the Spirit, the Holy Ghost will deepen Deepen your fellowship and intimacy with God greatly, <laughs> greatly. It's just, uh, I mean, God has given us his precious spirit. He has filled us with his precious spirit, and he wants to commune with us. You know, the scripture uh, in First Corinthians says, you know, when we speak in tongues, we speak not unto men, but unto God. And how, uh, how in the spirit we speak mysteries, but... Uh, I've shared this before, but, and you've got to listen to my heart here. Don't take me wrong. I was praying one time. We was actually in the old blue building, and uh, we had a Saturday morning prayer time, and Mike Smith, I think Mike Smith was leading it at that time. But anyway, we was praying, and I was I was praying, and I was in and out of tongues. I was praying a little bit in English. I was praying a little bit in tongues. But one time I changed over into tongues, and I felt like the Lord spoke to me. And said, "Now you're talking to me." And I know that we're talking. I'm not. I'm not standing up here tonight saying that God is not speaking to, not, you know, listening to us when we pray in our natural tongue. I'm not. Don't misunderstand me. Don't misunderstand me. I'm just saying that we can pray so much in our natural language, and with the help of the Spirit of God and the fullness of the Spirit, we can go 
we can go deeper into the spirit. We can go, I mean, it's just a, into the supernatural, uh, deeper, uh, and experiencing God deeper when we pray in the spirit. I mean, it's, we edify, we can edify ourselves, you know, as we pray in tongues. And, you know, when it's not just to edify us, it's so we can be edified, so we can bless other people. I mean, that's, that God wants to fill us with his spirit so we can, so we can be a blessing, so we can be a blessing to those around us. So we can pray, pray in the spirit, you know, have the gifts of the spirit operate through us and, and uh, see people's lives change. You know, that's, that's the purpose. It's not just so I can have some Holy Ghost goosebumps and stuff and feel good, feel good in myself. And it does feel good to pray. And uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's edifying. It builds you up, but we need to be built up. We need to be built up so we can go build other people up. So we can influence influence them and think for the things of God, right? There's that big right. <laughs> he picked on me for saying right the other the other day a bunch. I said, "Well, I can say right or I can say amen. Which one do you? <laughs> which one would you make me say?" Oh, praise the Lord! Praise God! So, time with God is the Word, feeding on the Word, prayer, communion, fellowshipping with God. And number three, praise and worship. Praise and worship. I got First Thessalonians five sixteen through eighteen. Right. We have a well, we have 150 psalms that we can look at and read and uh, fill our hearts up with worship. If you ever have a hard time thinking of something that you can uh, worship God with, all you got to do is go back to the book of Psalms and pick some psalms out and read those and stuff and worship God with those psalms. And uh, so, First Thessalonians chapter five, verse sixteen says, "Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you." <clears throat> Rejoice always, always, no matter what's going on, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what the situation, <clears throat> no matter what the circumstance. We need to be rejoicing. We need to be rejoicing. <clears throat> because that's going to take us to the victory that we need. Let me, uh, I have another scripture here. This is Paul and Silas in jail. We all know that scripture. Acts chapter 16, verse 25, I believe. You know, ever, you know, I don't know if all you guys know about, you know, the Old Testament story of Jehoshaphat. When all those armies came against the children of Israel and they prayed and the Lord had them set the worship team out in front of the army. So the army self-destructed when they began to praise God. So if you want to confuse the enemy in your life, if the devil comes against you in any form or fashion and you want to confuse him, you just lift your hands and you start worshiping. You start praising God and the enemy 
will be totally confused and defeated in the name of Jesus. That is, a, that is powerful. That's powerful. Praising God, especially in times of crisis and, you know, times when you don't exactly know what to do and you're frustrated and it seems like your world's falling apart. It's it's it's, it's a good time to just, just to begin to lift up your voice and worship God. And I'm supposed to be turning to that scripture too. I got sidetracked. Praise the Lord. All righty. All right. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. They wasn't just praying, they were singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake. So that the foundation of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loosed. Man, there's revelation in that. Praying and worshiping God in their chains were loosed. That is very powerful. Praise, praise, praising God, worshiping God. It, you, that is, a, you want to bring God on the scene, you just out of your heart, you just begin to lift your hands and, and worship Him. That brings God on the on the scene, in every situation, circumstance, whatever it may be. <clears throat> Amen. Praise the Lord. So it's important that we spend time with God, and it's important that we feed on the Word as we're feeding, fellowshipping with Him. And like I said, all three of these flow together. They all they all flow. They're all interconnected. And stuff. I was just I just brought them out just just high, trying to highlight them individually, but really they all they all just melt together in our times of worship, in our times of praise, spending time, you know, worshiping. You know, and it's this is this will keep you healthy spiritually. It really will and strengthened uh, spiritually. You know, there's nothing wrong with you know going out the door and grabbing the scripture, you know, people do different things with devotions and things, you know, there's nothing wrong with those kind of things and stuff, but it's, it's really those times of really feeding on the word and, and, and talking to God and worshiping him, praying in the spirit, praying in the spirit, uh, and worshiping him. That that's, that's the time where you're going to receive the strength that you need for the day. It really is. You know, I, I get up every morning and I pray, and and to me, I want to give the Lord the first part of my day. I know not not doesn't everybody doesn't do that, and I'm not up here trying to you know preach any condemnation on anybody. We all have our different parts of the day that we spend time with God, but to me, it's just I want to give Him the first part, the first part of the day with Him and stuff. And I guess I feel like if when I do that. And God doesn't sleep, obviously, but we sleep. When we get up, I feel like I'm getting a, a spiritual ball rolling, like a snowball rolling down a hill. I feel like I'm getting some spiritual momentum. I feel like I'm getting the, the angels of God engaged and working for me. I feel like I'm, you know, I'm moving in a spiritual direction. I'm releasing my faith. I'm getting things moving for my day instead of just, 
<clears throat> you know, letting the day happen. And <clears throat> the day will happen. <laughs> it will happen for all of us, you know, good or bad or whatever comes our way. But when I get that, man, when I get that, uh, that, that, that spiritual momentum in my life and, 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 my, and my mind is on him at the beginning of the day, you know, it just, I don't know, to me it just, it, it helps for the rest of the day no matter, and because, you know, we all, we're all going to have challenges. We're all going to have things in our life that are going to test us and stuff. So, but, you know, God is greater than the test. Jesus said, in this world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. He's overcome the world for us. We already have the victory in Christ Jesus. We already have the victory. It's already ours. It's already ours. We just have to walk it out. Walk it out with the Word, the Holy Spirit, worshiping God, praising Him, you know, and stuff. So, praise the Lord. Thanks again for listening to the Faith Center Podcast. To connect with us, go to faithcenter.tv and fill out our connection card. We pray blessings over you and your family. We'll see you next time.